This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 665, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, March 27th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. This is episode 665. This is our Comic Reviews episode for the releases from the week of Wednesday, March 27th. And this is the third time I've recorded this intro, as I have not been able to get it right thus far. I am your host, Adam Chapman. Every week we take a look at some of the books that came out the previous week, or in this case, that came out... I don't know, seven days ago, or sorry, nine days ago, as of recording this on April the 5th. So before we totally turn the corner on March and put it in our rearview mirror, let's take one last look at the books that came out on March 27th, why don't we? Uh, so first up this week, uh, if we take a look back, we're just going to take a look at some of the books I just want to make mention of that did come out that I did not get a chance to read or review at this point in time, which include Detective Comics 1000, Dial H for Hero Number 1, new issues of Fantastic Four, Freedom Fighters, Hulk Vereens, Invaders, Ironheart, Justice League Odyssey, Martian Manhunter, Marvel Comics Presents, Marvel Rising, Moon Girl and Level Dinosaur, Mr. and Mrs. X, Shazam, Spider-Man Deadpool, Star Wars Dr. Aphra, Star Wars Vader Dark Visions, Superior Spider-Man, The Flash, The Terrifics, Wonder Woman, and X-Force. So what did I get a chance to read? Actually, a lot more than usual. I read 11 books. Whoa, what happened? What was I doing? Uh, I feel like next week is going to be a letdown when I'm back to only having time to read two or three books. But for somehow, I was able to read a lot more. Uh, but uh, in the interest of time, this will be a bit more of a fast-paced episode as we, as we race through 11 different books. So first up, we have Action Comics. Uh, this was issue number 1009, um, which has a great cover, a very kind of classic-looking Superman uh, opening up you know, the Clark Kent uh, visage to show that he's Superman underneath and Amanda Waller being there saying, Clark Kent, I know all of your secrets, which kind of makes sense. Um, I'm surprised they didn't do this earlier. Um, but uh, this, is is, this issue is written by Brian Michael Bendis, Steve Epting on art and cover, and... I'm I'm really enjoying this kind of uh, Leviathan Rises. It's the third part, and um, it's definitely creepy. I like I think the art is really well uh, positioned to, to tell this type of story. Again, it's a little bit darker, more seedy. Um, the idea that you know some something's afoot, and Superman is trying to figure out what it is. Um, fantastic uh, sequence where he uh, speaks with the question, and I kind of asked. Um, uh, Brian Michael Bendis on Twitter, like I told him, like, I love this version of the vision. I uh, sorry, I have the vision of the question. Was he cripping from like the Jeffrey Coombs version from um, Justice League Unlimited in terms of that kind of cadence of speech and, and how he had the vision? Uh, sorry, I keep calling the vision. I don't know why. How he had the question talking, or was it something else? And he said it was much more, you know, pulling from O'Neill and Rucka, um, which is, you know, a great place to pull from if you're going to pull inspiration for the question, that's for sure. So I really like that the question is involved here, and, you know, he's a character who just not get used often enough. Um, I love the some of the details that were used on the smoke to kind of create a question mark kind of around the, uh, the question, which I thought was really cool. Um, just the, the visual style here was very interesting uh, in terms of you have Superman very quickly speeding around the world trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, it is quite wordy. Uh, and there's like some really jumbled up frames here. Um, and then... It's, it's going to be leading into something super really cool with the idea that uh, Superman and Lois have these kind of backup um, uh, personalities that they have, co- or uh, covers, I should say, where their agents are spiral. So I'm excited to see kind of how that works or where that goes. Uh, but so far, this was really entertaining and interesting. And um, again, the art's great. The script is very taut. Um, I felt like I, re- I really 
felt the threat. Um, especially, you know, you have characters like uh, Mr. Bones and um, Amanda Waller kind of coming unglued and not really sure what to do. And when you have characters that are so used to having all their shit together, suddenly they're losing their shit. It definitely goes a long way for the re- the reader to understand that this is how you know that shit is hitting the fan. And I buy it. And it's told in a way that makes sense and it, it feels earned. Uh, I'm going to give this a, a well-deserved eight. I thought this was really good. Then we have Age of X-Men Extremists number two. Uh, this is written by Leah Williams, artwork by George Jonti, who I feel like we haven't seen as much from him recently. And I really like his art here. I think it's extremely well put together and has a, a really good sense of design to it. So I really liked it. And I thought the story is kind of interesting and like how these characters operate and the fact that like Blob kind of has a has a thing for um, for what for Betsy and then uh, him like. That that's not something you can have. These types of feelings, and he kind of like disappears. Just very cool ideas, and it's different. It's so different. It's not something you'd normally see anywhere. Um, seeing these two characters kind of, kind of almost kind of giving into their kind of lust is such an interesting concept that you don't see much of. Um, I thought this was really cool. It's different. Um, I'm going to give it a well-deserved date. Like I, I haven't been enjoying all of the Age of X Men books I've read, but I've really enjoyed this. Um, next up, we have uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 18. Uh, this is Hunted Part 2 uh, by Nick Spencer and Humberto Ramos. I thought the first chapter was a lot stronger. Um, I still thought there was a lot to like here. Um, I just felt like it did not feel like it had as clear a th- like a through line. Um, the, the previous one just felt it was very centered on character work and, and having, again, evoking the images and thoughts that might go with a reader remembering Craven's Last Hunt and really kind of making you be in that mindset. And then this issue just feels very different because you have... Peter trying to kind of figure out what's going on and try to survive with all these other animal-themed villains as you have these all kind of these Craven-like kind of robots. They aren't quite robots, but they're, you know, being powered by people in, like, VR helmets. And it just kind of, that takes it away from part of the brutality of the first issue. Like, I thought it really, the idea that you had this kind of younger uh, Craven clone fighting Spider-Man, that was really cool. And again, it was just creepy and having so much better vibe. And again, Craven was actually in the issue, whereas he really wasn't here. And uh, I, I don't know what his official name is, but uh, on the Amazing Spider Talk podcast, they call this villain here Shush. Um, so I'll call him as such. He's here. And there's definitely a little bit of a, again, a callback to Craven's Last Hunt in terms of uh, MJ. I just felt like this felt like a very different issue tonally. It didn't quite feel like it was as in line with the previous issue. And it was still good, but I, I, it didn't really captivate me in the same way. And even the art felt a little bit different. Like, it just had a different sensibility to it and a different focus. And um, for me, it didn't wasn't as captivating as, as the first chapter was. So I'm going to give this a 7. Uh, next up is Avengers No Road Home, issue number 7, um, by Jim Zub, Mark Wade, and Al Ewing, and Paco Medina. Sorry. Jim Zub, Mark Wade, and Al Ewing are the writers. It's uh, got art by Paco Medina. Um, I continue to really enjoy this book. I mean, we're rapidly reaching the conclusion. Um, I liked the kind of fake out here with um, uh, Spectrum. Is her name Spectrum? I forget her name because she's had so many names. And I feel like I should know what uh, yeah Spectrum Monica Rambeau's name is. Because she's been what? Pulsar, Photon, Captain Marvel, Spectrum, all these different things. All kind of similar. Um, I liked how she's kind of fighting here. I, I love what's going on with Scarlet Witch and her still not being able to kind of take off her blindfold here and still being uh, kind of uh, not having her sight, which is really cool. I love 
how the Avengers kind of fight together. Again, such a weird ragtag group of Avengers, but it's really interesting and entertaining to see. Um, I, I love Hercules' current costume, but the cod piece is a little distracting at some because it's just so strange. Um, loved seeing uh, Conan here, and I thought he was, again, well-utilized. Like, an interesting character kind of bring in here now that they have the license to, to do Conan stories. So, again, this is a very solid, enjoyable read. Like, it's it's a, it's really keeping my interest, and I like getting a chapter every week. So, now that I'm finally caught up, I'm, I'm keeping on top of it. So, it's 8 out of 10 for me. Uh, next up, we have Batgirl 33. Uh, this is written by, let's see, uh, Margaret Scott with artwork by Elena Casagrande or Casagrande and Scott Gold, sorry, Godlewski. Oh my goodness. I apologize for absolutely massacring the names. Um, the artistic change I did find a little jarring, um, uh, just cause yeah, it just felt a little weird. It, well, actually it wasn't even necessarily the, the, um, the change in the writer, sorry, the artist, I should say, the colors felt so different. Like you read the the first couple pages, and then you see the pages once she becomes once Barbara's become Batgirl, and it feels like a different color she's doing the work. And even the sequence where you have um, uh, Gordon and his and sorry uh, Commissioner Gordon and Barbara talking, the color palette there is really makes the makes it sing. Um, there, there's a lot going on here, obviously, and I thought this was really cool. I'm not sure how the Batman Who Laughs kind of connects to what's going on with James Gordon Jr. here, but um, I, I found this, you know, again, it really held my attention. It felt like it was uh, had something to say, and it was really putting kind of Barbara through her paces and kind of getting her out of her skin and not really sure what to believe and, uh, you know, having a lot of unresolved issues with her brother. I thought this was this was a great... I found a lot of the issues I read this week were actually quite entertaining, and which is good. I, I want to be entertained. I don't want to not like comics. I love comics, and so I love and I love being entertained, and so far I've definitely been entertained. Uh, next up is Batman Beyond number 30 by Dan Jurgens and Doc Shaner. Um, I... I enjoyed the writing a lot. The art took me out at first because it was so different than previous issues had been, but it still really worked. Um, you know, it was a really interesting story of, you know, of Robin trying to, you know, prove himself and, and be a Robin. And, uh, you know, is he going to be able to be Robin? And also what's going on with Joker? Like, just, I thought that was really cool concepts to use. And the idea that, you know, Maybe Robin needs to be Robin, but uh, you know, it. He just maybe he doesn't. Maybe they don't need Robin around. And anyways, I'm talking in circles, but it is a good issue, and uh, the ending was definitely had a lot of foreboding to it. Uh, I'll give it a seven. It was it was good. Uh, next up is Black Panther number ten. I haven't super been loving the current direction. It's just not really to my taste. Like I don't. I just find it. It's kind of took the character away from some of the things I found was more interesting. Um, so it's written by uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates and artwork by Kev Walker. Um, I mean, it's it's a well-put-together comic. Is it something that I personally found gripping and interesting? No. I found myself, my interest has kind of waned. Uh, I have not been that invested since they've done this volume. Um, I liked Ta-Nehisi Coates' previous volume, which was much more about the inner workings of Wakanda. It was much more interesting to me personally. Um, this 
just wasn't quite to my taste. Does it look good? Yeah, Kid Walker's a great artist. Is it written well? Yeah, it's just personally not something I found all that gripping and entertaining and even thought that it was not as strong as the previous issues had been. Because um, even though it hasn't necessarily been something I've been a big fan of, at least previous issues I thought were more entertaining and had more, a little more entertainment value. And this, to, to me, personally, was lacking somewhat. So I'm going to give it a six. Uh, next up, we have Black Widow. This is issue number three. Uh, this is written by Jen and Sylvia Soska, art by Flaviano, and uh, I really dug this. This this was you know a, a cool book to read. Um, really liked the fight sequence between Madame Mask and Natasha. Um, it just felt like there is a lot going on here, and it's not just Natasha. It's a lot of other characters are involved. Um, but I like kind of seeing how it all kind of came together and. Yeah, no, I, I thought this was really fantastic, and uh, it was good. Very good. Very entertaining. I'm going to give this an 8. I don't want to say much else. It's uh, got some nice uh, kind of surprises and twists to it. Next up is Daredevil number 3. First of all, so happy with the choice for Marco Cicchetto on art, because I've been a big fan, and I think he really adds something special to this book. Um, Chip Zdarsky seems to have a really good sense of how he wants to you know, write uh, this world not that it's that necessarily that different, but he has a very specific kind of read on the story for Matt. And I like the paces he's putting Matt in. I like the new character. Now I'm already forgetting his name, but uh, the other the cop who's here, um, which is really cool. I like how Daredevil's trying to kind of escape, and he's just not seeming to being able to escape um, from this cop who keeps trying to find him and, and hunt him down. Um, the action here is really thrilling. Um, arresting Daredevil, again, not the first time it's happened in some in somewhere, but it's, it's still, it's well put together. Um, there's just so much to like here. Um, like, I, I love everything that's going on. I like how Matt's being written. It feels very authentic to the character. Um, I like Punisher's kind of appearance at the end here. Um, I, I, I love the cop character because I think he's so interesting and I just want to, I want to read more of this cop character. I'm going to give this an extra nine. It's, it's beautiful to look at. It has a really strong sense of story. Um, some great action sequences and intrigue. I'm really invested in, and loving what, uh, what Chip Sidar's game market Chichetto are putting together. Next up, we have Dr. Strange. This is issue number 12. Um, Again, I am a big fan of what Mark Wade's been doing uh, ever since he's been writing this book. This so storytellers are listed as Barry Kitson and Mark Wade. Finishes by Scott Koblish and colors by Brian Reber. Uh, I think Reber brings a lot of life to this book. Like the colors really flesh it out and really bring it to life. Um, the the art by Kitson remains as fantastic as always. Um, really kind of excited to see. It's such an interesting concept, the idea of, you know, Galactus kind of being banished into the depths of the mystic realms. And then, um, you know, uh, Steve, Steven knows he has to kind of go after him. I like here that he has kind of his classic outfit, but then when he actually goes into battle, he has his more modern outfit, which I really like. It's so simple, but cool looking. And, uh, you know, kind of obviously has elements of the old, but also new elements. And I'm excited to see... What happens with uh, you know Doctor Strange going on against Galactus in the mystical realms? I, again, very cool concept, um, extremely well put together, and really carries itself well on the, uh, off the page. And last but not least, we have Heroes in Crisis number seven, as uh, issue seven of nine. This is written by Tom King, of course, um, who I'm a, a you know a big fan of. I think he's a fantastic writer. I'm still not sure what to make of this book. 
Um, you know, I feel like I need to at the end of at, whenever whenever a new issue comes out, I feel like I need to go back and read every issue prior because I'm I don't even know what's happening, and that's not necessarily a good thing. It's well written, and I know that, and I like it, and I think it. Each issue, I'm like, oh, that's interesting, but I'm also like, what happened before? How does this fit in? Like, I'm not always sure that it's coherent, but I feel like once you kind of get it all, it'll make more sense. But it does make it somewhat of a frustrating experience as a as a reading it on in the ongoing, as I feel like when it's all collected, it'll be easier for it to make sense. Uh, so it's written by Tom King, artwork by Clay Mann, pages one to six, eleven, seventeen to nineteen and 23 to 24. Travis Moore during pages 8 to 12, 13, 14 to 16, and 20 and 21. And then Jorge Fornes doing 7, 12, and 22. So I don't know what that's what we're supposed to read into that, the fact that there were so many different artists on this book. And it definitely you know, gives it kind of a weird flavor when you kind of go back and forth. Uh, at least when you have one artist doing all the kind of uh, confession scenes, that makes sense. But then when you kind of run other places otherwise it, it's a little disorienting at first um and there's some cool fun stuff here like uh blue beetle accidentally you know saying something about uh the shield that's currently working on a booster as harley quinn beats him up and then kind of knocking him out because uh once he's knocked out the shield on booster gold goes down like that's kind of a funny thing to have um not really sure what the two wallies means here or what that what we're supposed to read into this um, I'm very kind of confused, but interested to see where they go. Um, but obviously not all is as it seems. So I I found it confusing. Um, it looks good. And even though you have different artists and it's at times a bit of a, a weird kind of hybrid and mushing together of these different styles, generally speaking, I think it worked. I just find from a story... I'm not sure if I could tell you what this book is about. Like, you have this murder, and then you have this idea that, you know... Um, someone knows that people were sent to sanctuary and they've been leaking their personal videos about it. And you also have this idea of having the insight into what these characters have been dealing with while they're at sanctuary. And then also, it's also about who killed people at sanctuary, but those people are fighting each other and will both think that someone else did it. And then also now you have the flash and a duplicate flash. And so there's a five day discrepancy. It's just like, what, like, what is this? What is this book? And I and I again, it's not fair maybe to say it like to rank a book based on what it is and what it isn't. But uh, I feel like you know when this is all over and you can go back and read all nine issues, then maybe it will be a more enjoyable read. Like you have a book like Miracle Man, which again is you know complex and and has a lot going on, but you can read each issue and still enjoy it and still kind of have a sense of what's going on. But here it just felt a lot more confusing. Uh, so this one I would uh, give just a six. Uh, so this is uh, everything that came out on the 27th of March. Next episode, we'll be looking at releases from April the 3rd. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like the show on Facebook, read and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Bye-bye.